outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Ask Alan, the podcast. I'm Alan Crone, CEO of the Crone Law Firm, and uh, my my guest today is uh, Kira Neal, and she is the, um, is it Vice vice President of uh, Marketing? That's it. Uh, for LPI, uh, which you may not know LPI by those initials, um, but it's low properties, and they, rep- they uh, own just about all of your favorite places in Memphis. (laughs) And um, we were talking uh, uh, offline and and I really do mean it. Um, LPI really has developed some of the best uh, properties in in Memphis uh, with all due respect to my friend, Billy Orgel and other developers. Uh, But anyway, so we wanted to talk about uh, the crown jewel of of, uh, your portfolio, which is Overton Square. Everyone loves Overton Square. I don't think there are too many people who aren't familiar with it, but it's in the center of Midtown. It's surrounded by four live performance theaters, which makes it really a destination that people enjoy going to, to have a a full experience like you and I were talking about, Alan, having an evening out where you can see a show, go out for a fabulous dinner, and then maybe even turn it into a staycation at the Memphian Hotel that's now built instead of a empty lot. Uh, We're so proud of the hotel, uh, which has gotten rave reviews uh, and even offers you an opportunity to go up to the Tiger and Peacock, the rooftop bar, to look out over the city and you can, on a clear day, see all the way down to the river. It's certainly an unparalleled experience. Right. Uh, Can can you talk a little bit about how LPI got involved with Overton Square? And, you know, uh, kind of famously, that that may not that redevelopment may not have happened. Um, there was talk for a long time about building a grocery store, a suburban style grocery store, where that garage is now. But um, yeah, LPI came in and really uh, turned that area around. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think people would find that fascinating. Absolutely. I remember in the 80s, and I bet you do too, Alan, that the square was just so hopping and happening. And the reason for the square's development, as it was in the 70s and 80s, was in 1969, the city of Memphis approved, or I'm sorry, the state of Tennessee approved the sale of liquor by the drink. And one of the first restaurants that received that license, actually, I think the first restaurant that received that license in 1969 was uh, TGI Friday's. Uh, and that franchise was the first TGI Fridays franchise outside of New York City. And uh, number two, I think. Number two, yes, the, yeah. the, the second TGI Fridays. Uh, and a group of young men, Memphians, uh, got together, four young men, uh, including Frank Doggrell and um, I, I wish I could remember their names off the top of my head, uh, got together and created an entire entertainment district to support this franchise that they had managed to develop. And they were in their late 20s. They had an awful lot of fun. And their energy, I think, really translated to the district. And so it was a hopping, happening place in the 70s. Uh, all the different buildings that are 
there now, pretty much were there then. Uh, they only did a little bit of construction on some new properties, uh, but mainly re rehabbed existing structures. So throughout the 70s and 80s, it was going gangbusters. Uh, I remember my sister worked in the t-shirt shop that was down at the bottom of where the Chime Square is now. Seems impossible that anybody could have built a little shop down there, but they did. Mm -hmm. uh, and after about 1988, 89, the square really fell into decline. And throughout the 90s and early 2000s, it was in a state of pretty substantial disrepair. And no one really had the vision to say, you know, we need to, or the, or the capital to say, we need to bring this back as a piece of Midtown history. Uh, and Loeb Properties at the time, LPI Memphis now, uh, owned a small retail section of that on the corner of Cooper and Madison. Uh, that was one of the original Loeb uh, laundries and barbecues. So it was a, a two-suite retail uh, shopping center. So in 2012, Bob and Lou Loeb worked very closely with the city, with uh, all sorts of community partners, had meeting after meeting with community shareholders, and just talked through the potential of bringing this back because, at the, as exactly as you say, Alan, uh, it was going to be redeveloped as a grocery store from an out-of-town developer. And luckily, that deal fell through, and Bob and Lou were able to secure each of their existing properties. And then slowly but surely, we've gone through the process of redeveloping each one of them and restoring them, trying to bring them back to their former glory. It's a real success story. And I think every Memphian should be proud that they had a hand in that. Well, it um, it really is a success story. And, you know, there were thoughts uh, in, in that time period that it couldn't compete with Beale Street. Mm -hmm. uh, when it was built in the 70s, as you may know, and was built in the 70s, and uh, 60s and 70s and into the 80s, Beale Street had not really taken off as the the iconic in, uh, entertainment district that it is now. And um, and I think that's one reason why it just kind of languished there. But the Loeb's had the vision uh, to see that that a that there was a market um, and that it could be what it uh, well it could be great again. But it's not what it was. I mean, it's a different incarnation, and I think that was a smart play. Uh, making it family friendly and ensuring that it really caters to local Memphians, I think brings it a different vibe than Beale Street, which is just such a wonderful uh, tourist resource for our city. Um, when we developed the hotel, you know, we were looking at the at the map of how far away other hotels were. And really from downtown to the Holiday Inn at the University of Memphis, a 14 mile stretch, there wasn't much in the way of of hotels, especially not boutique hotels. So despite the fact that we really do focus our energy and attention on bringing local Memphians uh, to Overton Square, a little bit unlike Beale Street, we still realized that there was this opportunity to grow our outside visitor market or our staycation market. What, what is the, uh, uh, the, the demographic or the target audience for that, for the Memphian? I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious. It is a regional, we draw really from regional visitors. We have a lot of people who are coming to the Memphian to uh, go to the theaters. And then we have a ton of uh, college parents. So if Rhodes is in session, you're going to see an awful lot of Rhodes visitors. 
we get a lot of business visitors who don't want to stay downtown for whatever reason, or who have meetings in Midtown. Um, there's not really a place that caters to that sort of traveler. So we have, you'll see every morning in the complicated pilgrim, the downstairs uh, wonderful breakfast uh, and lunch and dinner venue. Uh, people are on their laptops working and they have a real business visitor vibe. So we cater to really all kinds of, of travelers, but primarily the regional traveler. Well, that's uh, that's great. And I, I guess if uh, if you're listening to this and you've got family coming in from out of town, uh, consider uh, the Memphian. Uh, you know, it is uh, a great local uh, hotel and um maybe closer to you than some of the other options. And you uh, know, we were, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, people think about LPI as a, a large company because we have so many properties and we're so visible and you see our signs every time you drive down Poplar. You can't miss them if, if I'm doing my job right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really, it's only a 23-person company. So uh, Bob and his wife, Mary, designed the inside of the Memphian themselves. This is their their labor of love. It's beautiful, it's iconic, and there's nothing else like it. It is, it is a Marriott-branded hotel, which is great because you can get your points and your perks and all of that great stuff, uh, but it, it's completely uh, a sprung from the imagination of Bob and Mary, and it is just absolutely unique. Anything new you can talk about that, that might be coming to Overton Square? Uh, Overton Square is in the process of growing all the time. We do have a few exciting things that I uh, can't quite talk about yet, but we're, we've got some irons in the fire. Uh, right now, we're finishing up the, uh, the pre-leasing of the Link on Broad, which is our new multifamily project over on Broad Avenue, uh, which is super exciting and taking most of our energy and attention because it's just, it's just such a, a treat to see it come out of the ground. But uh, that that's really what we what we're focused on at the moment. Uh, we just purchased not too long ago Chickasaw Oaks Shopping Center, which is where La Baguette is, uh, yes, yes. right next to the main library. A lot of people don't know this, but inside of Chickasaw Oaks is this small shopping mall area, indoor market that looks exactly like a colonial revival street. If you've never walked in there, that's definitely something worth uh, worth opening up the doors and, and walking into. So we've taken a lot of time recently too to, to bring that online and revitalize it. And uh, it's kind of what we do is take Memphis landmarks and, and polish them up and, and look forward to Memphians visiting. All right, I gotta ask you then, all right? Because I drive by uh, <laughs> that mall just about every day. Oh, good. And, and I've noticed that on the Poplar side, mm -hmm. there are two large um, obelisk type uh, structures, and then one that's in the middle. What What is going on with that? <laughs> is that, that going to be a canopy? What's going on there? That is the new entrance that we built, designed internally and built internally, so that we could bring some attention to the fact that there is a mall entrance right there. Uh, yeah. And also to give pedestrians safe, safer and more visible crossing. The two pylons that your obelisks that you're talking about in the front are matched by two in the back. Yeah. There's one in the center because those are just about to get beautiful string lights hung all over them so that they will be uh, gorgeous at night and even that more sounds, visible. That, it's sounds, that be sounds great. 
Um, yeah, that 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 uh, mall has got some wonderful um, uh, tenants, uh, not the least of which is Mahogany. Yes, uh, the fabulous restaurant in there, and of course La Baguette, which uh, is a Memphis uh, staple. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember when that when that mall was built, it was built around the uh, the bicentennial, which I think is why it is designed that way. Exactly uh, right. You've got you nailed it. Uh, I had my first Long Island iced tea at the <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays, in, uh, which which is where uh, Mahogany is now. It was a Ruby Tuesdays, and uh, that was back in the days when uh, drinking age in Tennessee was substantially less than it is now. But that is that's that's a subject for another podcast. <laughs> well, hopefully um, not your last Long Island iced tea. Uh, you know, it may may have been. I, 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 I that's not my drink, but uh, but I digress. Uh, well, well tell me, what is your? I, I always hate to ask people favorites, so I'm not going to ask favorite. What you? What is the most um, interesting or unique property that LPI has that that maybe we don't know about? Really, I think Chickasaw Oaks right now is that hidden gem. That Way to stay on message, Kira. <laughs> we have so many unusual properties that it's hard to pick a favorite. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a lot of our properties are, are not exactly hidden gems because location, 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 right? We want them not to be hidden. Uh, we've got some fabulous, fabulous new tenants that I hope everybody knows about and goes and visits in Chickasaw Oaks, there's Penn Home and Design, which is a local candle making company that has beautiful, just gorgeous uh, treats and gifts for sale in addition to their amazing candles. I think I have spent most of my income there for the last month and a half. Okay. Uh, run by a, a fabulous uh, former local art teacher uh, who who we just all love. We've We've all gone to the candle making classes there. Uh, we have a new vegan bakery across the street at uh, the Shops of Chickasaw Gardens, which is Lulu's. Um, yes, yes. Wonderful. I am not personally vegetarian or vegan, but uh, I've eaten there many times and I can highly recommend uh, their wonderful lattes and breakfast sandwiches. You definitely don't have to be vegan to eat vegan. <laughs> not at all. There's some great alternatives out there, although... Um, my vegan friends and I get into a little bit of a, a conversation. A lot of vegan food, um, not all that good for you. But, uh, you know, I, I always say when I think vegan, I go, oh, this is healthy. It's healthy. No, it's, it's, it can be processed food. But um, I understand the, the ethical concerns and I uh, don't want to make light of those. But uh, uh, because vegan food cannot be good for you, sometimes it's not good for you. It's awfully good to eat. It's, very tasty. <laughs> it's delicious. Don't think it's you're trading the taste. It usually is very good. Well, um, it has come a long way since the squash blossom days. It is not just uh, lentil burgers anymore. Although I do remember those very fondly from my childhood. <laughs> exactly right. I um, I went uh, meatless for Lent this year and kind of going old school Lent. And um, uh, I started eating Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers and... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I had an ethical uh, conundrum because I didn't really think I was giving up anything because it tasted <laughs> just about, it, almost identical, if not identical. Well, I hope that didn't prevent you from going down Cavalry's Waffle House. 
because I, I hit that this year and oh my yeah. goodness, what a treat. Well, uh, yeah, I, um, I avoid the Waffle House. Uh, I go to the preaching sometimes, but I avoid the Waffle House because of all the syrup. I, I like <laughs> to stay away from syrup. It's but, a little too sticky. Uh, but, the, but again, I digress. Um, uh, I, I tell you my favorite uh, LPI property. Please. Uh, I would love to see it developed. And if I had any money at all, I would do it myself. And that is the, the lot that is at Union Extended and Poplar. Not Union yeah. Extended. It, it's, it's at the overpass? Know, yeah, where all the overpasses and there's that large piece of art there. Yes. And, and there's, there's a, a little LPI sign. There's a little LPI sign. I always think it's it's the most persistent, uh, <laughs> optimistic LPI sign. Because what could you put there? What, well, it, it, absolutely nothing, Alan. It's really more of a, it, it is it is um, a little tough of a site to develop. I don't think that that's a, if you, if you have a million dollar idea, of course, we're always willing to listen, but because of all of the uh, interchange traffic there, TDOT really does have quite a few restrictions on that site. <laughs> However, it's funny you should bring that up because uh, we had a recent uh, office trivia party and one of the questions was, what is the address of that site? And our COO actually got it. And it's an, it's a number. It's not like zero Poplar Avenue. It was something like 3264, but... Uh, amazingly enough, somebody in our office knew what the address of the little Okay, so that's was. a Poplar Avenue address in theory. It's a Poplar Avenue, in theory, a Poplar Avenue address. And All I right, believe well, it is connected to where the artwork is because we we installed that Roy Tamboli artwork that has uh, the two giant crossed beams and a map of the world on it. That's a pretty I, it, it is It's awesome. And you, you have just given me a new challenge. I'm going to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm going to figure out something to put there and make us all a bunch of money. Well, you've got uh, a Snickers bar if you won. So I'll give you a Snickers bar, Alan. I promise. Oh, very very <laughs> good. <figure it> out. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't you just apply that to my first month of rent? Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. We'll we'll work it into your TI. I'll tell you what I really do uh, would love <laughs> to talk to people about is all of the events that are going on at Overton Square since the pandemic uh, began to I'm. Uh, I don't know if we can say over or whatever, but CDC since the World, World Health Organization declared it over. So go I ahead. I kind of feel like if if who did it, then I can do it too. Yeah. Uh, we have really, one of the things that we really started focusing on when I came on board about seven years ago was making sure that Overton Square's events were just absolutely top notch. And uh, the pandemic, you know, set us back a little bit, but all of our events are back and just fabulous and they're all free and they're all in the courtyard which we call Chimes Square which is uh sort of behind uh to the side of Belly Acres where 17 Berkshire is located and and uh the art project which is wonderful drop-in art location for kids uh but you everybody is welcome you can bring your pets you can uh pick up a dinner and sit outside and eat it but we have Thursday nights, we have free movies. Uh, this week, we're actually this Thursday, we're going to be testing out a new LED screen. So we're going to be showing Finding Nemo twice, once at 5.30 to see if our screen works. And oh, once again at seven, which is our normal uh, time, or um, excuse me, eight o'clock, which is our normal time. 
And then we're also giving away Swedish fish and goldfish crackers. And we'll have a balloon twister there to give away free balloon animals to the kids. Uh, we have our music series. We just had Jombie, who's very, very popular uh, and had an awful lot of dancing and singing with him. Um, our karaoke dance parties are about to start ramping back up again, kicking off with Taylor Swift. It's really more of a sing-along than karaoke, so you can get out there and belt out your Taylor Swift lyrics. There is a huge crowd for that, so it's always a lot of fun. Uh, we have bingo, trivia, all kinds of things, so I hope that everybody who wants to attend Square and just have some free fun heads over to our website and checks that out. We just wrapped up Crawfish Festival for the 20th year. Uh -huh. uh, with over 10,000 people, we had the most amazing weather. And we're getting ready for our independence celebration, which is a huge blowout, which we host with Alpha Omega Veterans Services. It's all free. It's all wonderful. We have vintage fire trucks out from the fire museum and all kinds of fun stuff. And then we're, we're getting ready for a big Oktoberfest for the first time as well. Wow. Yeah, so we're we're uh, even starting planning for the tree lighting already, which I think is everybody's favorite with the fake snow in the courtyard and our favorite Santa in the world. So even though it's hot outside, we have to start thinking ahead about all kinds of giant events. So I hope that all of your listeners get really excited about coming over to Overton Square for a very, very fun evening's free entertainment. We spend a well, lot of time. It's a great value and it's a great place to hang out. When is Oktoberfest? That's new. Uh, that is new. We are still nailing down the date on that. <clears throat> We're working okay. with uh, a local event uh, company who we love, who helped us put on Crawfish Festival to make it giant and fabulous and totally over the top. So we're looking forward to sharing more details about that as soon as they come to us. <laughs> All right, well, uh, please make sure you include me. Uh, I'll on put that. you on the list, Alan. Don't worry. I'm making a note to myself. I tell you, I was I was in Overton Square this weekend having uh, lunch uh, at um, uh, Lafayette's outside, uh, which uh, one of my favorite places in Memphis is to mm -hmm. is to have lunch there because uh, you see everybody, you see you know uh, great people watching. Uh, great music, and I'm I'm looking across the street at uh, at the the former Paulettes, and uh, that's another place I'd love to develop. Um, it's just such a great space, and if anybody has a a great restaurant idea, that'd be a great place to, yes. to put something. We would absolutely love to talk to anybody who's interested in new restaurants or existing restaurants. <clears throat> that is a fabulous location. It's right in the heart of Overton Square. Uh, I remember it as Paulette's better than anything, uh, yeah. the cake pie that I still have to go downtown to get. I wish it were closer so I could get it more often. Uh, and we uh, will take your application, Alan. Just email it on into us. I'll, I'll email it in. Unfortunately, um, uh, I, I don't know how to cook and I don't know how to, I don't know how to run a restaurant. Um, Besides that, little, you're you're ready to go. I'm a little bit, I, I've got a lot of ideas. A lot of things, I thought, oh, that'd be cool, but I, I you know, unless it's a law office, I, I really don't have, um, I don't, I, you know, that I don't, I don't have the ability to do a lot of what I'd like to do, but. Maybe that'll be your next, your next career. Your you know, I would, that, that, that is a hard business. I've represented a lot of, of restaurateurs and I tip my hat to them because it is, it is a tough, tough business. Um, but when you, 
when you get one that clicks like George Phelps did with with uh, Paulette's, um, you know, it just it, it's a wonderful place because people can make memories there. And that's what's that's what's so awesome. And it enters the collective consciousness. I, I don't think there's too many Memphians who haven't been in Paulette's at some point or another. Right. We hear a lot from people. You know what you should do with that space? That's probably the number one thing that I hear. And I love it when people say that because it gives us ideas. But ultimately, we're just sitting here waiting for the phone to ring. We we love it when people call us and we love it when they have ideas. And even if they're not quite right for that Paulette space, we have so many other opportunities to show them spaces that might fit their budget if they're just getting started. Um, we love to hear from people who have run food trucks and are ready to get into the brick and mortar business. That's a great way to sort of, you know, get your feet wet and try and figure out, do you know how to run a restaurant as a business? Because it is a business really. And as you say, and it's a tough business. So we love, love to talk to people about their ideas and we're pretty good at finding the right fit for the right person. Well, let me ask you this as an exit question, Uh, looking to the future, uh, you know, I think the demise of commercial uh, and office real estate uh, has been greatly exaggerated. What do you what do you think is the um, the future for organizations like yours? What kinds of businesses are people going to be locating in brick and mortar in the in the next five to ten years? I think that's a fabulous question, especially since we've all been through this kind of collective nightmare scenario, we don't actually have very many office spaces. We have a few, but -hmm. primarily what we have is uh, retail space, a lot of restaurants, a lot of, uh, of small local mom and pops who have a dream and want to make that a brick and mortar reality. Uh, We have, we worked extremely hard during the pandemic. We were all on Zoom. This is my second home in this box now. Uh, every single day and every day we were pushing information to our tenants about here's a here's a, a new loan. Here's a loan for your type of business. Make sure you're applying for this. Don't forget that. And by dint of that effort, we were able to maintain every single business. Not a, I don't believe we had a single closure and we did not have one, I don't believe that was related to the pandemic. So we've had people who have just cyclically um, not maintain their space, but but we really were able to keep almost everybody in their spaces. So I think the key the, to address what you're asking, the key to maintaining people in their spaces during COVID was that they offered something that was experiential. And, and the key to retail, commercial real estate going forward, I think is is more experiential. You have to be able to enjoy something that can't be recreated online. Those are the things that that kept their value throughout the pandemic and that were the things that people most wanted to get back to after that. So there's a lot of different things that you can replace digitally, but experiences just, it just, we all know now, <laughs> there's no substitute for being able to get out of your house and go have a great time somewhere. I think restaurants are still in great shape and and moving forward and have proven that they can be incredibly flexible. Uh, entertainment venues, um, people who wanna go in and make candles or enjoy a, a vegan breakfast sandwich or uh, hang out with their friends. That is really, that is really a, a fertile field for commercial real estate moving forward. Well, very good. Well, I know 
Very few things for certain, but I know one thing. LPI will be around a lot longer than me. Uh, <laughs> great. You're doing wonderful things for Memphis. Um, and as I said, uh, I bet you want to, if you're listening to this, you're from Memphis, uh, one of your favorite places, I guarantee you, is an LPI property uh, because uh, they're everywhere. And uh, uh, Kira, thank you so much. Give my best to uh, all the other 22 people at uh, LPI. I and, will. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. And um, uh, this has been a great show. Please uh, give us five stars uh, on uh, the podcast uh, so that we can keep doing what we're doing. And um, if you liked it, please share this on social media. Uh, Kira is going to go uh, make Memphis great. And I'm going to go get some justice. <laughs> thank you all very much. Thank you, Alan. <laughs>